All right, boom, Vail, we back, man, for another episode of Last Ones at the Bar. My name is Wilton Henry, and I'm accompanied by my boy Lavelle Jackson. Lavelle, how we doing, good brother? Man, we doing all right, man. You know, a little bit under the weather, but, you know, I'm good. I'm here. I'm healthy. I'm alive. I'm blessed, man. That's what's up, man. Um, before I go ahead and uh, introduce what it is that we're going to be talking about, let me ask you, I'm going to start this week off by asking you how you, how was your weekend? I know you said you're a little bit under the weather, but how was the weekend, sir? It was, it was nice, man. I, I rested a lot, you know. Um, things didn't go the way I, I they were supposed to because I did have some plans, you know, which were derailed. You know, I was trying to. You know, I was going to I was going to start my my swimming lessons this weekend. You know, because I never was a strong swimmer, and it's one of those things that I just want to improve in. You know, so if I, I'm going to you know vacate somewhere, you know, I don't have to be nervous. You know, I could just you know be confident in my ability to, to save myself and others. You know, but unfortunately, it didn't it didn't go that well th that way. So I had to reschedule it. But I had, you know, time to rest, you know, time to, to, to really think and reflect on my life. So that's always a, a positive. That's 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 a, that's a good that's good to hear. Good brother. Um, so for this episode, what we're going to discuss is the two quick knockout victories yesterday. We also have a fight that we're going to preview, which is going to be um, the Callum Smith versus Arthur Better Beef. And then we also have some news topics to discuss. Bill, I'm not going to play around this week, man. We're going to go ahead and get off into um, the topics that we're going to discuss. Because as you see, I got on the Washington Redskins or Washington Commanders um, attire, and that's because I hate the Cowboys. You understand what I'm saying? So, Hey, hey man, I root for them today too, man. I definitely root for them, especially after uh, how, how they did my lines last week, man. Go Commanders, man. Go Commanders. You understand what I'm saying? Last year, me and my guy, so this year we went to the Dolphins versus the commanders game and i'm a huge tyreek hill fan so i was wearing the dolphins attire but um last year this time we went to the commanders versus the cowboys game and, and the commanders defeated the cowboys now I, I think it's highly unlikely that that's going to be the case this year uh, if you recall one of the main reasons the cowboys lost last year in my humble opinion is because the day before that game was the Tank Davis versus Hector Garcia fight. I remember that fight came on kind of late. And I remember <laughs> when they were panning like through the crowd, I was seeing some of the Cowboys there, like Michael Parsons, mm. a few other guys. You know, unfortunately for the commanders, they won't have that luxury of having the Cowboys. I now I don't know, you know, DC, the DMV is, is popping around here. So I don't know, they might have just hung out anyway. But it's I think it's too much on the line for them, um, for them to um you know partake in some of the social activities around here um but as we talk man um i do want to discuss a few things like some we're gonna get off into what it is we need to talk about but um you talked told me about your weekend did you see this interview <laughs> I, I did see that interview you know I, I i it's one it wasn't one of those things that i go searching for but you know i heard before you finish if you could 
it was nowhere around us. Like this was yes. the hot topic of the week. It was like a bombshell. You know what exactly, I'm saying? Like, exactly. Couldn't avoid it. But anyway, exactly. what were your thoughts on uh, Cat Williams, Shannon Sharp? I couldn't avoid it. I tried to, you know, after about two, three days, everybody kept asking me about it. And I was like, I never see, I knew more about it before seeing it than I did. Right. I knew a lot about it before even watching it. So I did get a chance to sit down and, and listen to it. Uh, could Is there truth in, in a lot of things he's saying? I would say so. But, you know, at the same time, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in the entertainment business outside of this podcast. I'm, you know, uh, Hollywood is not called for me. So it's, it's a lot of stuff I don't know. Do I think that Hollywood will have you do things in order to get ahead? Absolutely. I do believe that. Uh, is everything he's saying spot on? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not, I'm not there, you know. Uh, but, you know, after seeing it and after having it digest, you know, even after a lot of Jews, because he did drop a lot of Jews in the, in that interview regarding, you know, knowledge and, you know, like the line about the the uh, how we expect we say we say we love the children but don't pay the teachers. You know, what I'm saying stuff like that. You know, um, I think he's he's on point with it. But I I, just, I think about other people's response to it, and I think people just like drama. You know, um, and for me. I just take for what it is. I take what I, I can get from it, discard the rest, you know, but I'm not going to um, sensationalize uh, drama any, in any way for me, you know. See, for for me personally, mm-hmm. I you know, some people avoid conflict. I think conflict is a necessary thing um, that you have to address in order to be able to move forward. In this particular interview see the way i look at it is like this shannon sharp interviewed those other guys Mm -hmm. so he interviewed um steve harvey he interviewed cedric the entertainer and then he also interviewed um the other guy who said that he had the money mike roll now with that being uh, said, smiley, yeah. <laughs> that being said, mm-hmm. when you hear somebody, when you sit back there and you like, wait, hold on, man. Like some of these things that you are saying in order to make yourself look good, it may kind of tarnish what it is that I'm doing and what, what it is that I'm doing. I'm working hard as I don't know what. I'm extremely talented, but you're kind of trying to diminish some of the things that I'm doing, like subliminally maybe i don't know if you're doing it directly but that's what you're doing i can't sit up here and let you go ahead and do those type of things and i know you mm-hmm. and and here's the thing like right i'm in this group this basketball group from my hometown years have passed since we all participated with each other i sit there and i listen to some of these stories and i see some of these guys that they end up um like showcasing and i'm like are you serious <laughs> and i really want to do a cat williams i'm like man like the other switched and flipped and bounced this information over where it's making certain people you glorify certain people who really don't necessarily need to be glorified or you can't glorify them if you don't glorify these other people because mm-hmm. they're way lower on a totem pole than the other people that you 
so I get where he's coming from. And at some point you get, it, it, it's like you met your threshold in terms of how much you can take. And for him, fortunately, he went directly to the source of the person who interviewed the people who was saying these outlandish things mm -hmm. and according to him. And so mm -hmm. I thought it was a masterpiece. I thought that <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. It's a necessary thing, man. That necessary. You, it's, a, it's a necessary thing from the standpoint of you can't allow people to rewrite history. You understand what I'm saying? Especially when it involves you. Like sometimes I listen to it. If it ain't really directly involving me, then mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to let them go ahead and keep up with them lies. Mm -hmm. But when you sit up here, you say certain things, and it's diminishing what I did. No, we can't. I can't um, sit up here and like do that, sir. But I'll let you go ahead and have the last word before we get off into it. Hey, I, I just want to know, man. Do, do you how's Cat running at four three at fifty two, man? If he doing that, man, I want to eat what he eat. That 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 is something that It all depends on who's. Uh, Running the clock, you understand what I'm saying? Like somebody <laughs> might, you might think he's running a four, two, or three, whatever it is. I don't know that that part right there. I can't, you know, he is a comedian. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. If I don't, saying, I don't. So, but it's, but I'm not gonna say there's not truth to what he's saying. Some, some, if if you, I haven't heard anybody say that he was lying. Like, well, exactly. like they just they what they say is you need to get the uh, hate out your blood, or they promoting something else, or they just say I haven't heard them directly say he's lying. So I have to, you know, but anyway, very good interview, very good start to the year. You know, they say year 2024 is year Kobe, and so the truth is coming out, and the truth will set you free, sir. Um, also, man, shout out to that concoction right there from Trader Joe's that peanut butter chocolate granola. Man, <laughs> I had some the other day, I had to go ahead and just go ahead and promote that right there. But anyway, man, let's go ahead and get out to the information. Hey, man, had to had him, had him, uh. Drop a few bills, man. How do donate to this cash app for promoting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, donate to that cash app. Don't cap, hit that cash app. But let's go ahead and get off to the information veil. Yesterday, um, also hit the like and subscribe button. Yesterday, um, you had Victor Ortiz back in action. What were your thoughts on what you saw? Uh, I, I knew this would be quick, but and normally when I <clears throat> when I watch you know main event fights like this, you know I expect. Okay, even if they're gonna get them out there quick, either they're gonna come out aggressive or they're gonna fill out and I'm gonna have some time to really digest it. Tony Weeks will be tripping, man. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to okay. that. Right. I'm gonna get to that. So this one, I'm like, okay, all right, it's a fill out round, you know, and Virgil Ortiz is doing what he's doing. Eventually he's gonna just gonna break my man, you know, uh Frederick Lawson down. He's gonna stop him. So um once it got, I think about a minute and a half in, you know, uh, Ortiz, you know, was throwing some shots that was, you know, buzzing Lawson a little bit, but it wasn't really hurting him. So Lawson kind of backed up into the corner to show, hey, I'm, I'm you know, this is having an effect on me. And Ortiz, you know, just doing what he do, unleashing those common those combinations. And I think Virgil Ortiz is so, you know, he's heavy handed. So even if he hits you on your gloves, you, you're gonna feel it. So I think that's even some of those punches, I think a lot of them, I think Lawson was even blocking him when he was in the corner in a defensive position. And uh I'm thinking, okay, all right, he's he's gonna go down, he's gonna and he's gonna get back up, or you know, it's gonna go on for about 10, 15 more seconds, or maybe he's gonna finish the round and make something happen. But Tony Weeks just stepped in, and, and then it took me a minute, and, and you know, I was reading some stuff online too, because I'm like. Wait a minute! This is this is crazy. 
But Tony Weeks is actually the one who stopped uh, Barbosa's when he when uh, he was winning. Yeah, Barbosa's against uh, Rolly Romero, and I'm like, Tony, man. And, and, you know, I know, you know, uh, my main man Ty. He, he, I think he uh, interviewed Tony Weeks, right? Was it Weeks? Yeah, the only thing Ty didn't ask him about the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I thought I'm thinking that's one off because I mean. He's a human being. He's gonna have some bad nights, you know. I've seen Kenny Bayless have bad nights. I've seen uh, Joe Cortez have bad nights, but Richard Steele, yeah, Richard Steele have bad nights. But because for 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 it happen the same thing that happened twice in the in less than a year time frame, that's saying something. It's like, come on, man. I, I understand you don't want you want to protect the fighter's health, but at this this was like he was. Normally, when fighters get damaged, normally it's like a long, prolonged beating, which this really wasn't, you know. And and the crowd was upset. They paid their hard-earned money. They were booing, you know. Uh, Virgil Ortiz won the fight, and he wasn't even really celebrating. He celebrated first, but he was like, hey, man, what's going on here, man? I want to fight. He wanted to get his rounds in. Uh, Lawson, of course, was, you know, upset, like, man, you know, give me a shot to at least show something. So it was it was a pretty bad night for boxing if you pay for it, you know. Uh, and and I've seen something similar to that, but at least the argument couldn't even be made. I remember when uh, Joe Kawasaki took on Peter Manfredo Jr. And, and, he, and you know, Joe Kawasaki has a reputation of being, they just call him Cal Sloppy and he doesn't have power and all that stuff. But he throws, he throws a lot of punches, so... In that fight with Manfredo, he I mean he had Peter up against the corn up against the ropes for like literally like a minute and he's just throwing punches and Peter was doing nothing and the ref stepped in and Peter's like, I'm not hurt, I'm not hurt. But I mean, at least you could argue in that fight that Peter it was a like almost a minute and it went by where because I was just throwing punches and Manfredo was doing nothing. And even then it was a protest. But this fight, I mean, literally, it wasn't even like a good ten seconds that Lawson was in the corner. So uh, I thought it was a, not a good stoppage, you know. Um, hopefully, I don't know where where Tony Weeks is, you know. Tony Weeks is good, man. They, they obviously he they set him in there to make sure Ortiz won that fight, but so he overdid. Yeah, it. I'm not sure about saying it because it's not like Frederick Lawson. I mean, even if he. No, so hey, it's nothing I saw that Freddie Lawson was going to turn that around well, after what was going what on. You to, what you have to factor in, Ortiz is coming off his health scare. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're worrying about. They just want to get him in there and get a fight in because they saw what he went through in terms of his health. So they're just really concerned. That's their prized people, man. You can't let anything happen to him. Say, man, he go ahead and stun him or anything like that. Call it off. And that's <laughs> what he did. Oh, man. <laughs> It, it, it was a, it was a, it's bad. But it's here, bad. here's the thing though. So, uh, what, what do you think, Ortiz? You know, he's calling out Tim Zoo after obliterating <laughs> um, Frederick Lawson. You know, do you think he need a little bit more? Yes, no, don't put him in there. And uh, Oscar, I don't know what Oscar be thinking, what he be smoking on. Don't, I, maybe just trying to cash him out, but don't put him in there with no Tim Zoo. I heard even stuff earlier about him trying to put him in. He, Virgil Ortiz himself was saying he wanted uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh, no, man, you need some rounds, man. But he need to get back. He hasn't been active in a while, man. I, that, 
I mean, that's a great fight for Tim Zhu. You know what I'm saying? That's a horrible fight for Virgil Ortiz to take right now. I mean, you can't, I don't care how how many knockouts you've gotten, how dominant you've been. You can't go from Frederick Lawson to Tim Zhu. You know, he did have some um, other victories. You know, he beat the main machine. Yeah, but that was, that was like three, four years ago. He, he hasn't even been active in the last two, three years, you know. Don't put him in there with no Tim Zoo. Not right now when Zoo been fighting. Tim Zoo has been doing like two, three times a year, three times a year, probably more. And he's getting better at each fight he's doing because he's active. So in other words, you don't want him to do what Deontay Water did in his last fight, come back being rusty and stuff like that, going against somebody who's been very active and, and whatnot. Makes no, sense. No, and, and, Makes and, and I think Tim Zoo is a lot is a lot more dangerous. In, at like middleweight than a, a Joseph Parker is at heavyweight. <laughs> and Virgil well, and, and Deontay Wilder at least had a an eraser. Ortiz is heavy-handed and he gets guys out of there and he stops everybody. Yeah, one thing about, about the guy that you mentioned, he's a former champion or two. You know what I'm saying? So you, you got to factor those type of things in. But anyway, you know, my thoughts, it's nothing much to say. You know what I mean? As far as that's concerned, I think Ortiz, what I did like about him, he looked – strong you know what i mean like physically he looked well put together the this extra seven pounds is going to benefit him moving forward you know he's a growing boy i can see him fighting that middleweight eventually you know so those are the things that i wanted to see from the young man um wasn't able to see much in the fight but it's just something he can build upon you know and we'll see where he goes moving forward on the undercard you had ishmael Barroso, who was on the bad side of one of those controversial uh, Tony Week stoppages, um, he ended up stopping Ohari Davis, Davies, and he's saying that he wants Roley next or Ryan next. And hopefully for him, that if those guys do fight, which is something we'll talk about later on, if they fight, that he does get a shot because really, you know, he could be, you know, the champion or have Roley's championship had that fight um continue when they when they um, abruptly stopped it but in this one um i think ohari davis he kind of took things for granted one thing about barroso he does have some power man like he is heavy-handed and in an exchange in the first round what davies attempted to do is he attempted to exchange left hands with him and barroso's got there quicker once that he hit him with that shot Davies was never the same. His legs got shaky, and then he ended up pouncing on him and, you know, knocking him down, <laughs> got up, another exchange, and he dropped him. And he got, once he got up, the referee didn't like how his legs were moving, and he called a halt to the fight. I can see that one being a legitimate stoppage. But, um, like I say, as old as he looks, you know, he looks like an old man, you know, um, body-wise too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You look at him, you don't look like much of anything. But like I say, one thing for sure is that fella does have some power. And he's kind of like quick, too, <laughs> uh, for a 140-pound fighter. You know, as the fight progresses, he might slow down a little bit. But you better be very careful with him those first three, four rounds. Um, that And that goes for anybody that he faces. So, you know, it's a, a very good bounce-back victory, I think, for Barroso. I didn't even know anything about Barroso until he fought Roley. And... You know, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at what I'm seeing, especially as far as, you know, the two-fisted power that he has. 
Uh, what did you think about the fight? Yeah, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Barroso probably should be the, the, the he could have been a WBA champion right now. That the, the same title that Roley has. Uh, so in this fight, I mean, I thought that this would play out similar to the Roley fight, you know, with Barroso getting the better of, of Davies uh, in spots. And Davies even using his athleticism and even his long arms in that, in, you know, his reach throughout the fight. But this, <laughs> but old man Barroso, grandpa, man, he, he took that right out of everybody's hands, man. He, he caught uh, Davies with a, with a, with a, uh, a, le- a left hand through in the southpaw stands, and it's almost like Davey just wasn't ready. He just he just wasn't really in the fight, and he, even when he was trying to um, exchange with him, it's like, what are you doing, man? So <sighs> Davey's used to be this, you know, prospect that everybody used to look at. I think the decision making, I don't know if it's training or what, but it, that that just ain't it. And Barroso, I mean. He showed, man, like power is like the last thing to go. But also he's not slowing down. Um, and, then, and then when Davies got on, he still, you know, Barroso, when Davies got up, still showed he had a killer instinct to try to get Davies out of there. And when Davies went down the second time, I mean, really, we look at his eyes. Because at first I was like, I don't know, the ref is giving him too much time and maybe he, maybe he shouldn't have caught it out caught it off but when you look at his eyes i mean he just he seemed like he just wasn't there man like what's going on you know it's like he woke up as soon as the <laughs> waved it off so uh it'll be interesting to see you know uh where barroso go from here you know he say he's he's probably gonna get he say he wants the winner of raleigh and garcia he's probably was probably gonna have he's gonna get the loser so, <laughs> so uh that's my thoughts on it. I thought it was a, a, a quick performance by Barroso. He made his point, you know, and he's definitely, I mean, I'm not going to look at him as like the upper echelon in 140, but he's not somebody you should be sleeping on at any cost. Mm. Well, you know, Barroso, he, he lives a fight another day. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been relatively uh, unknown, you know, to the boxing world for a while until he got the roly fight you know i think that they call themselves finding the cherry you know what i'm saying and they end up it, it, it almost ended up as a cherry pick going wrong but the way he's looking he may not get any of those guys you know what i'm saying it's like he's looking way too dangerous you know for some of those type of guys now i can see uh what's his name the other champion uh matias or somebody like that mm-hmm. like that like, you know end up giving him like that's an easy fight for matias i think unless he get caught you know what i'm saying you just never know with barosa um but i think the longer the fight goes on and the amount of punishment a fighter like matias will inflict on him that you know, it was just wear Barossa out. Like that's that's a bad matchup. But for some of those other guys, you know, like a Ryan Garcia, something like that, I would favor Ryan. But at the same time, you know, you can never count him out with those with that power. You know what I'm saying? With, with Roley, Roley, he just seemed like the better fighter against Roley. You know, and he was getting up and all up in Roley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was looking bad. So, you know, we'll see. The the good thing for him though is that he lives the fight, another fight, get a nice. Mm-hmm. Another nice payday 
you know, and hopefully the next time he'll be the headliner. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking, like, when it, when he got job for that victory, when they stopped that fight against Rowley, I thought, like, man, it's the, it was sad for me because I'm like, man, this might have been his, you know, shot. It's something that he's going to earn, and it, it just took it right away from him, you know. Right. So, so he, to see that he's still able to get, you know, a few more paydays, you know what I'm saying, that, that part is almost like, in some ways, boxing is, is right rewriting that wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's starting to work itself out for him. But he mess around and get another victory like this, you know. You know, tell him, man. We'll see. But shout out to him, man, for sticking in there. And that that this in life, man. You just stick to, you know, what it is that you do. You work on the fundamentals. You keep building and getting better. And you know, you wait your opportunity. You know, and, and good things happen to those who wait and are patient. All right. And so that's your boy Davies down there on the ground. <laughs> Um, now we do like day day from next Friday, <laughs> like day day from next Friday. Yeah. Well, what did you think about Ohari Davis going into the fight though? Like, did you what what was your thoughts, like skill wise? Because I that was really the first time I've seen him in a uh, fight, but he looked it, he, it wasn't the fight didn't last that long, <laughs> <laughs> but it just he looked like an old man to me too, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he, he looked worse than, than I've seen him previously, but normally he was a guy that you know. Looks athletic, of course. You see him; he's built. Um, but he always—he's from the UK. Yeah, so I think he's from, he's from the UK. But he was fragile a little bit. He would talk a lot. I think he—he he was calling out somebody. I can't remember who it was, but he was say some weird stuff, and he talked a good game, but he couldn't back it up. And I—I I, know it was a few fights where he got stopped in, and he, he was always had that tag of being a little talented sure. but fragile. You know? I wonder why is it that. Like, I think that, like, a Roley would have been better off against Davies than he was against Burleson. Or even Ryan, because wasn't Ryan, he like Ryan, he was the um, number one contender or something like that for one of those guys. And I'm like, and they kept saying that they didn't want to fight him. And I'm like, based on what I saw yesterday, he, he would have been, well, that's a lick. Yeah, I think it was uh, Roley. Uh, oh, you know what it was? Is that before Ryan was kind of calling out Roley, but they were saying that you need to fight Davies. And it's like he didn't want to fight him or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead and move on, man. Let's go ahead and get to these predictions of next week. We got the Beast back in action. You got Arthur Better B. He's going to be facing Joe Smith um, out there in Quebec City, where they speak a lot of French out there, man. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let's turn it over to you. What, what, what do you think is going to happen in this? Oh, so. Uh... It's Callum Smith, right? So Callum Smith, yeah. Okay, so Arthur Bitter B, you know, a terror, you know, 19 and no, all knockouts, you know, about six feet tall. Well, he's listening to box rest five, eleven and a half, 73 inch wingspan, um, on a knockout, you know, spree, you know, even though he's aging, you know, had a knockout over Anthony Yard, uh, Joe Smith, Marcus Brown, uh, the, the one that I noticed the most was uh, Alexander Gostick. I think that was a good – that was an interesting one because Gostick was undefeated at the time and, and was coming off his uh, brutal knockout of uh, um, a main man. I, Superman. I, yeah, Superman. Adonis Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how Superman triggered his name. Like, mm-hmm. So uh, two-fisted attack that, that better be passed. You know, uh, I think he – 
his training is unconventional. I've seen some of the training things that he does, like with his wrist and all that. Very sturdy and strong guy. Um, has an amateur pedigree. Um, but most importantly, just heavy-handed, man, and 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 just be getting guys out of there. Uh, even so much that sometimes they can people can overlook the skill that he actually has. So he's taking on Callum Smith, you know, 19, 29 and one, uh, 21 knockouts. Uh, coming off his win over Zerto, um, a tall 6'3", is it, with a 78 inch wingspan. Wait, wait, wait. Who's going up the win against Zerto? Uh, that was Callum Smith, right? Oh, no, I'm thinking somebody. That's Bivo. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm going to read it wrong. So, uh, nope, didn't, didn't beat Zerto. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. But he did uh, beat up on John Ryder, though. You know, it, you uh, see, he didn't beat up on no John Ryder. That was close, man. It was close. close. Won. Yeah. So, George Groves on his resume. He got that loss to, to Alvarez. So, the, the thing with Callum Smith, though, that, you know, he's a tall guy, but he does know how to move. He's a big guy for, you know, even like light, light, uh, heavyweight that he moved up to, you know. Uh, he can move around the ring. Um, he knows how to counter. He can jab. So it's really how this how it's going to play out as far as styles when they mesh together. And I think that, well, number one, you can't really bet against Bitterby in a fight like this. But number two, I do think that Smith's, you know, movement will help him, you know, survive longer than he, he can. He may even, you know, survive a decision. But I, it's no way that I think once he feels that power from Bitterby, I think he's going to, you know, kind of pack it in kind of like what he did against Canelo. And and even though I can see a uh, – I can definitely see a late stoppage in this, like a level-round stoppage, I'm going to go on the, on the hinge and say that, Smith does survive to see the the, the bell and loses a, a wide decision um, in in a in that fight where he's he's taking a beating. Hmm. Um. The way I look at it is Callum Smith really don't be fighting anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like in the fights that he's had, they've been either nip and tuck, which was the writer fight. Um, Groves was old. Uh, Canelo smoked him, <laughs> um, and the fights that he's had at the middle, I mean, light heavyweight division, cool, you know, what I mean, he got a, a, a knockout of the year type fight that he had after the Canelo victory. Um, it was a second round KO, he hit the dude on top of the head, got him out of there, and I think the guy had to be taken away, you know, via ambulance and whatnot. Then he has another victory. But again, those dudes that he's beating, I think any top guy would, would do the same thing. Um, but he does look more sturdy at 175 than he did at 168, especially the tail end of his 168-pound campaign. So I will give him that. The only chance that I give him in this one is two things. One, when is better be going to start showing his age? You know what I mean? You spoke on the training um, because he goes through some very, a very rigorous tra uh, training regimen. So, I mean, how, how often, I mean, how long can you continue to do that and be effective? You know, you're going to start wearing down a little bit and it may show in the ring. Um, the other thing is 
like I say, his age, man, uh, the age and then the inactivity because he's only fighting like once a year. And so, again, I look at the Deontay Wilders being the case study for that is that you fight somebody who's younger, um, somebody who's been a little bit more active, I think. Um, and he has the injuries, you know what I'm saying? Like recently he's been out because he has something dealing with one of his, his teeth or um, something like that, that caused him to be out. Like it was a uh, infection that he had before that he had COVID. Then he had another injury. So those things may begin to catch up on up to him, or he could just be well rested. I don't know. And that's what we're going to see january 13th but typically if things play out the way they have in the past when he's had these layoffs the dines fight he looked kind of shaky to me um and but that was after COVID. they said he had a serious bout with COVID. the other fights he seemed to be able to pick it up when he fought uh what's my guy's name um marcus brown like he just kept Marsh Brown had his moments, had his opportunities, but he was able to pick it up, you know, and, and get him out of there, you know, towards the middle, latter part of the fight. And then the Joe Smith fight, he looked really sensational against Joe Smith. So, um, hey, man, that's the only, like, Vail, if, if I just had to predict these dudes at their best, I would say this is about a fifth, sixth round knockout for better. <laughs> I just don't know where better BV is, you know, right now. And sometimes also, this is the last point I'm going to make as far as this before I make my prediction. Sometimes better be when he's fighting a guy that he doesn't really have his antennas up for, sometimes he's susceptible. I've seen him get dropped by someone. I've seen him get hurt a little bit um, because he just wasn't, his antennas were not up for those guys. Hmm. I think that Smith name recognition is enough to have his antennas up but will he be rusty? Will he be a little older than we used to seeing him? I'll say, I'll give it till the 10th round. And I'll say that the knockout streak will continue. So 10th round, knockout victory for Arthur Betterby. Any final thoughts before we go ahead and move on to the next portion of our episode? <laughs> no, sir. I'll be tuned in, you know, definitely for this. I will be, I will be too. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I'm going to look and see, and I doubt it's, it's probably like a 5% chance. Again, we off next week if, if they have some flights um, <laughs> that – because I, I like Montreal, like that Montreal area. <laughs> Beautiful up there, man. You okay. know? But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully Bivo is in the crowd. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt it, too. That's something that um, – and it's a shame, you know, because we, we got on a lot of other guys. And, you know, speaking of the Cat Williams situation where we kind of like to, um, like when it comes to us, the drama and things like that's what you were alluding to earlier. Uh, we don't put the same pressure on other guys. You know what I'm saying? Because Bivol and Better Beef should have fought by now. That is true. You know, but you don't see like, you know how like it was with Spence and Crawford. It's like, man, he's doing this. He don't, we, we're not doing that with them. Mm-hmm. And we need right. to we need to apply more pressure, you know, on those guys because Westcom is not getting any younger. You know, better be. And after a while, it's gonna be a point where it's like, man, oh, he get catching the one he old. 
I don't want to sit when he's 40 years old and then Bivol is like 32, 33. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But yeah, make sure you hit the like and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? We're going ahead. We over here cooking today. Um, we're going to go ahead and finish this one off today with, with a little bit of boxing news, Bill. Some of these things on here that you know about, mm -hmm. some on here you may not be familiar with as far as the topics are concerned, but we shall see. First okay. topic of the day is Haney is upset because Ryan Garcia is starting to switch up where he was trying to appear, um, or it appeared that he wanted the Haney fight, right? And he does this from time to time, you know what I'm saying? Like periodically or, or quite often he does this, where he'll be mentioning somebody, the next thing you know, he stops talking about that person, then he'll go in a different direction. And this is the same thing he's doing with this um, particular situation where you got him initially calling out Haney. Now he's saying that he wants the Roley fight. And they're pretty close to having a, having a sign sealed and delivered. Now Haney is like, man, I'll never mention my name again. You punk. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm rolling with Haney on this one, man. It's like the second or third time that Garcia and the Duck Haney, when he's like, I mean, at one point, at 135, he was the, you know, the mandatory, you know. And now it's like, Garcia, man, you get a, you get you get a chance to get another belt, man. You saying no? Well, he, he can get a belt with Roly. He does, but it's like Roly is an easy belt. Well, it's almost like 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 we we talked about Cat, you know, what I'm saying Cat Williams, right? With with boxing, it's like when when the money becomes God, then it's a, it's a problem, you know, what I'm saying. And I think that in this case, the money is God, you know. Uh, they don't want to. Haney is the guy to beat at 140. If you ask, if you ask anybody who's the number one guy at 140, it's Devin Haney. Then you got a guy in Ryan, Ryan Garcia. You know, he, he's of course he's more popular. He brings more money. Even Floyd Mayweather this this week said the top three, you know, fighters in boxing that brings money is Canelo, Ryan Garcia, and Tank. He's not lying, but that's part of the problem, you know. You know the the money is is not is, is not with the guys who's taking on the challenges. You know, and Haney is right. It's like why would you stop stop talking about me? Let me go in my career. Devin Haney, as far as boxing record, is crafting out a bigger legacy than Ryan Garcia. Ryan might make more money, but but hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, we looking at history books. Devin Haney is going to be there as far as some of the, the the accomplishment that he actually made. You know, and and, and it's sad that that. Ryan Garcia is in the same weight class and don't want to fight him, man. But you want to call yourself the best and you this, you that, man. If you want to be a YouTuber, be a YouTuber. But but don't be talking about how you a fighter and you this and and you like to fight. Don't say that. That's all I'm saying. Let me ask you a question, sir. Yes. Who's, who's a better rapper? Red Man or Jay-Z? To me? Yes. Red Man. Okay. Whose bank account would you prefer to have? Jay Z's or Redman? Off bank account per yeah. se, I would I would have Jay Z's, but I'm not. I'll say this. I'll say this because that's a simple. You asked a simple question, but you would ask the parameters of that question though. Uh, Am I willing to do what Jay Z did to get Jay Z's bank account? No. Some things I'm not willing to do, like with Cat Williams. Some things I'm not willing to do for the bad. I rather keep my integrity. So Jay-Z doesn't have any integrity. Is that what you're trying to say? It's possible he does it. I don't know what he did. It's possible. Well, see, you know, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know what he, what he did, but I'm just saying. My point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, 
that's the where we are. You know what I'm saying? In this day and age. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Who makes the better burger, um, McDonald's or Five Guys? Five Guys. Which company would you want to have the proceeds of a McDonald's or Five Guys? I would think it would be McDonald's because they have over a billion burgers sold. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So it all depends, man. You know, I think in this day and age, the way I, I would prefer things to go back to a more foundational way that they were that made sense like the guys who actually put in the work got the biggest prizes you know back when sugar ray was fighting duran benitez Hagler, you know what i'm saying like those were the guys who actually were rewarded oscar de la hoya going through the gauntlet of fights that he we just not in that day and age anymore you know what i'm saying whether it's due to social media whether it's the go along get along game Floyd Mayweather is contributing to the direction, the poor direction that boxing is going. You know what I mean? By even saying those type of things. Well, these guys are the ones who are making the most money and all that type of stuff. I mean, I thought it was cool the way Floyd marketed himself, but he's doing a disservice to the sport by not, you know, kind of pressuring guys, you know, to, to, to fight where the best fights the best. You know what I mean? And that's how you actually got to the point where you could you positioned yourself to be able to fight who it is that you wanted to fight because you took out enough high caliber fighters in order to gain that respect. Allow these dudes to do the same thing. Don't sit up here and let them monkey around and, you know, pick and choose guys. And they had they don't really deserve it because they haven't, you know, done anything or haven't faced anyone. So that's the way i look at it but i'm not mad at him you know because that's just the way you know the world works at this particular point and so here ryan switches gear he only gets the call and he left on hold probably romero gotta be the most lucky dude man. i mean come on man come on man yeah he, he, <laughs> somebody gonna put him out of his misery eventually but um moving on though so it looks like anthony joshua and uh francis nagano they're going to fight March 9th, mm-hmm. uh, 2024. Now, um, that's uh, let, let me get your thoughts on that fight first, and then we'll go ahead and transition to the Wilder Zane potential matchup. <laughs> I think it's a you know good fight for AJ. I don't like it per se because I don't. I, it just sensationalism again. Sensationalism. That's the same the thing we just talked about. It's for the bad. Yeah, that's all it is. It's man. For the bad. It's for the bad. And the, the problem with this is. I think when I look at Anthony Joshua's last fight, I mean, I think he's a good place mentally where he would probably he would try to embarrass Nguyen. But there's always risk with that. And and AJ get you know hurt in this fight, which is a possibility too. I mean, they, you basically sold the soul of the boxing for the bag. That's kind of what Fury was doing, selling the soul of boxing for the bag. And that's sad. You know what I'm saying? It's sad. And then when you look at for example, when you look at like like uh, what fight should happen, um, AJ should be fighting the guy you got up on his screen, Jelly John, or even he should be fighting Joseph, Joseph Parker. You know, what I'm saying it's guys like that. You know, what I'm saying um, Jelly Jane should be fighting, you know, somebody like like Joseph Parker. Wilder, to me, in my personal opinion, should be fighting. 
and we'll talk about this later. He should be fighting uh, Anthony Andy Ruiz, who's also, you know, those are two guys that are, are kind of the same level, you know, because Ruiz is still, to me, don't seem dedicated and don't seem to want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Wilder wants to fight, but he's kind of on the downside. So it's more level, you know. What I'm seeing now is like the twilight zone to me. <laughs> Okay, what about the Wilder's John fight, or was that your thoughts on it? Yeah, that's a horrible fight for for Wilder to me to to take off of Joseph Parker. Now Wilder always got that eraser, and he can always put somebody asleep. And to be honest, he can put Zane asleep, and, we, and the next day we would talk about how great Wilder is. But I think it's too to me it's too risky for him. And I think a better fight for him for for uh, Deontay Wilder is Andy Ruiz. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think what it is is PBC is like in cash out mode. Like this Wilder guy, he's a great, he made us a lot of money. He's a money maker. Let's cash him out, you know, versus let him get a few paydays and ride off the sunset. So, I, yeah, I, yeah, wait, that's not what PBC. Oh, it's not. Wilder's a free agent now. Oh, he's a free agent. Oh, well, somebody's cat. I guess that's the zone cashing him out. They not. I guess. I guess I'm wrong about PBC. PBC would have probably made a better matchup. Than this, and, and, and maybe maybe the zone, whoever is just like they, he's not really our guy. Let's cash him out. Let's make some money. That's exactly what's happening right here. Wilder, see, here's the thing, and all the guys who I love, man, they if he mess around and take this fight, he is falling for the okie doke, man. <laughs> he's falling okey for dope, like 1993 okie doke. What they doing is they are. Um, yeah, they, they're pulling a war, so it's like what they did with Ortiz when Ortiz was at his best. They figured out a way to uh, have him fight other people, and they avoided him being able to fight Joshua. Mm-hmm. So, with Deontay Wilder, they put him in a precarious situation. Where when I saw him and Eddie Hearn shaking hands, <laughs> I said, "Man, you making a deal with the devil, big guy. <laughs> you making a deal with the devil." Because what Eddie Hearn did was he put him against Parker. Parker is that's a horrible matchup too. Both of those got Parker is isn't a horrible matchup if Deontay Wilder is active, but you haven't fought and almost. I don't. It was at least a year or so, but in almost two years because you only had one round. You come in there fighting a guy who had four or five fights last year. That's Parker at his best is a quick twitch heavyweight. He gave um, what's come all type of trouble, um, Joshua, because he had that little style where he would come in there. And he would run in, and when he run in, he never really could get full leverage on any good shot against him, and he kept doing that for twelve rounds. So it was like you could have give, given a fight to John, I mean uh, Parker if you wanted to. Not in, in the UK, you weren't gonna do it, but you conceivably he could have won that fight. That was back then, but he still has that style, and when he's on his game. And you sitting up here on a long layoff, that's going to be trouble for somebody who doesn't utilize skill. Like you got, you need your timing in order to be able to land that big shot. And he never was able to pull the trigger. Now, 
now you they putting you in with somebody who should be fighting Joshua. Like this really is Joshua <laughs> should be fighting. But then no, they sacrificing you for him then to buy more time for what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Joshua is going to smoke Nagano. Nagano, the only way, I, for one, Fury would be. Fury is Fury playing around and all of that type of stuff. And Fury might be just a little bit shot too after those violent fights that he had against Wilder. That could be the case. I don't know. But I do know he didn't take him serious because I know Fury see the same thing I see when I look at Nagano. He's wide open. Joshua's going to knock the man out. What's going to happen is Joshua's probably going to get another little tune-up little fight because you got the Usyk and Fury, maybe one or two fights, depending on how the first one goes. He's going to get Fury. Zhang is going to be just stuck. You know, maybe Zhang, they put him in with somebody. He might get the, um, what's it called, rematch. Uh, the Philip Herkovich or something like that. They're going to linger him around until they get about 42, 43. <laughs> about 42, 43, then Joshua might face. By that time, Joshua might hang him up. They're going to avoid this dude at all costs. But they sacrificing the hell out of Deontay Wilder, and that eliminates Deontay Wilder's potential to face AJ. That's why I said, as soon as I saw him over there and he was saying, yeah, we know I'm this, uh you know, let bygones be bygones and all that type of stuff with him and Eddie Hearn. I said, no, sir. No, sir. Your nose is in the air way too much. I don't know if it's because you're so happy in your personal life. I don't know if it's because you're such a peace. That's good. That's good that you have that outside of boxing, but you got to make sure that you stay focused and you know who you're dealing with. See, that's what... What's come there too? So that's what I said. My my favorite guys, they like got outsmarted. Errol Spence. He got outsmarted by Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford was doing everything that he wanted to do, getting tune-ups in, doing this, doing that. Then when the perfect opportunity came, okay, you want you still want to fight? You haven't fought anybody? You've been off that long, and I'm I'm well tuned. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it now, sucker. And he sit up there and let the man go ahead and have all of those advantages over him entering into that ring. That's what Deontay Wilder is doing right now, man. He's 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 not looking at the bigger picture and not seeing that this is this is chess, not checkers. Like they just maneuvering you around. You're a little pawn, man. Like that's that's what they're doing. And, and unfortunately, it's not going to look good because Jung, man. See, when Wilder's getting hit by them other dudes, like he's getting hit with Parker. John mess around there with some of them shots. You're not getting up from that. So it's 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 all bad, man. I don't like it. Hopefully, you know. And I know because he has that lion's heart. See, Wilder is the guy who want to fight the best dudes. And so they're gonna use that against you. AJ is the type of dude, he'll he might say something like that. <laughs> But he'll go ahead and craft, you know, be, be a little bit more crafty, mm -hmm. a little bit more um, strategic in his approach. Come on, Deontay. I need to talk to you, good guy. <laughs> talk some sis out of him. See the bigger picture. Because he always wanted to fight the best fights. That's why he was fighting Ortiz when they wouldn't fight Ortiz. That's why he was, you know, looking to fight the uh, Russian dude over there that he was supposed to fight, Povetkin and all of that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was looking to get those fights, but a lot of times dudes was avoiding them. Now you look so shaky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's gonna be a lot of people knocking at your door. But I, 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 I just say one person that you don't want to yeah. open that door for is that man right there, right? <laughs> yeah. I just say Wilder, man, he needs to just get in there with Andy Ruiz, uh, the loser. Got to do uh, 100 reps of squats, man, to get them legs up to par. <laughs> they, 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 the event be called Leg Day. Leg Day. <laughs> leg day. <laughs> uh, man, so, yeah, here, I, I threw this on here, man. What you think about uh, Keyshawn um, fighting against Pedraza on the undercard of the Tiafimo Lopez fight that's going to take place February 8th? Uh I think it's a which Pedraza, which Pedraza, the, the Pedraza you know, yeah, okay. Pedraza. Jose, okay, was it William Jose? Oh, it's a pay. That's a Peta. Okay, Jose's a prize. Pedraza is that the one that lost to Tank Davis? Pedraza, one moved up to one forty. He, he, yeah, he's 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 fought almost everybody. Yeah, Pedraza. Okay, you know this is. It's only one Pedraza that's saying Keyshawn class, like that's close to him. Yeah, Pedraza, man. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I got I'm trying to edit this so we can add this on for the watch guard, man. Come on, man. Yeah, Pedraza. Okay, the same way I lost to Arnold Baboza. <laughs> All right. I think I mean it's just a state. It's a the funny thing about Keyshawn Davis is, is it's probably a step up in the point for him. It is a step up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm asking, like, what, what do you think? Because he don't yeah, look good. Yeah, so, so it's a step up appointed for him. But at the same time, it's like, I think with Keyshawn, he's been calling out these guys, but it's a, it's a level that's missing. I think this is the kind of level that's missing. Like, you got to prove that you can even, like, compete with these guys and dominate these guys before you even, they even look at you as, like, ready for even someone like a Frank Martin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th I think this is a, a a fight to really see where he's at, you know? Because um, he's been talking a lot, talking loud. And and, and and I'm a Keyshawn Davis fan, but I think he just needs that level, you know? Uh, just hopefully he doesn't stay on that level and be fighting the Pedrazas for, for like three, four, five years like, you know, other fighters in his weight class, you know? Um, so, so I take it this is going to be on ESPN Plus on pay per view. <laughs> oh, no. The only thing I know right there, it, it, like ESPN. So, let me go ahead. You see down there. All right. Let me go back. No, nah, they're going to put this on pay per view and make us pay for it, man. Oh, no. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this says something crazy. Oh, you see up top, whoever wrote that up top. Tiafimo Lopez, Keyshawn versus Pedraza on February 8th on ESPN. Of. What's, okay. e what's ESPN? Of? I don't know, man. That's what I'm like, is this ESPN Plus or? I don't know. It's on ESPN. ESPN Plus. It's ESPN at the bottom. It's ESPN, ESPN Plus. But anyway, as far as this fight is concerned, again, I want to chop this up so I can put this on YouTube, man. I don't want to be on all this little side conversation. So now, <laughs> this fight right here, um, I, I'm, I'm picking Pedraza. I think either Pedraza is going to win it flat out, or he's going to win, but they might end up giving it to Davis. I don't. Keyshawn, you think that's going to happen? Yeah, yes, yes, I do. I don't Woo. see Keyshawn's resume. Keyshawn don't have anybody on there in the fights. Fighters that he faced sometimes that that's why. That's, that's why it's a great fight. It's a step up. But I believe he's going to be up for this one. <laughs> he was up for all of his fights because he talked, you know, a lot of noise in the last fight that he had. And the guy he was facing gave him all type of trouble. 
That was not a no contest um, that they had because of something you tested positive or something like that. Yeah, Daddy, I hope you listen to this, man. <laughs> man, Keyshawn, they, as soon as he get in the ring with somebody, of you know, they going to put the paws on him, man. And I think that Pedraza, in this fight, he's too, he's too uh, seasoned, you know, to, to, to mess around and – it's gonna be close. It ain't, it ain't gonna just whoop no Pedraza. I, I'm gonna tell you that right now, just based on what I've seen, because Pedraza a little too sturdy, a little too got a little bit too much know-how. He don't. He shows me. It's like when you listen to somebody who who rap, mm-hmm. and a person who raps like they got some stuff that they saying like boom, boom, boom. But this other person has a little bit more ability to be able. to you can sense their personality in a rap. They, they're able to have layers to what it is that they say in double entendres, triple entendres, but the other person is just so basic. Now, it sounds good because they, they can say some stuff, you know, maybe um, syllable after syllable, like they hitting you like that, but that's all they have. And that's what, what's come to me is Keyshawn is like that. Like, he's just a basic type guy. He's athletic as I don't know what, but I think that some skills pay the bills. And somebody who's more seasoned, that they'll be able to – you know, do what it is that they need to do to make things difficult and challenging for him. And I don't know what he's going to do once things get real difficult. You know what I'm saying? So, so let me ask you this question. So Keyshawn Davis beats Pedraza convincingly. Will he have your respect? And I say Pedraza need to retire. That's what I say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he need to retire. That happened. Let's go ahead and get on to a serious topic here, man. You got... This fella right here, Big Baby Miller, he is in Hollywood thinking he's out there, you know, participating for a script on New Jersey Drive Part 2. You understand what I'm saying? He's jacking cars. He got negative charges. So allegedly, we don't know what the full – you may know more about the details than mm-hmm. I do. I just saw the, you know, caption of what transpired according to the new story. What are your thoughts, you know, on Big Baby? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like New Jersey Drive. I should have put him on a poster, his face on it. <laughs> right. So from, from what I've gathered, from what I know allegedly, you know, I guess his car was in, the, or a vehicle was in a pile. Uh, and him and somebody else went up there uh, and allegedly they tried to they, drive off with that vehicle that was in, they asked somebody for the vehicle and they drove off with the vehicle. You know, something like that happened. So if a car is being impounded, that, that leads me to believe, okay, if your car is impounded, either it got towed and you're not paying to get it out, either it got towed or it got repo. Maybe it got repo somewhere because you wasn't making the payments, you know. Um, maybe it's tickets and you weren't making the payments on the parking tickets. So that that go how that relates to boxing. We know Jer- Jarrell Miller, he just got a payday, you know, but also um, – he had lawsuits against him. I think somebody else had a lawsuit against him. Uh, Dimitri uh, Salida, I think it's his, his uh, last promoter, I think sued him because of him failing a drug test for the, the fight against, uh, I think it was the one that Andy Ruiz got against AJ. That was what we Jarrell Miller's shot. And because he failed that test, that cost his promoter some money, and they sued him for that. So then you had this guy who's, you know, failing a drug test after that, and he's losing paydays. And when you're going through, you know, training camps and doing all these things and, you know, uh, training, that costs money. 
So now he's up here trying to get fights to get money so he can pay off his debts. And that's probably what's going on here. So um, to an extent, it's karma, man. You can't, hey, athletes, don't do do not do drugs, man. Hmm. PDs are drugs, man. I wonder how much he got paid for this fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he come across as somebody, but he hasn't fought in a long time. And he's getting a dodge ram repo <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and according to the story they um they they had like a plan in place where the lady he was with said that her cell phone was in the car and they came and walked into the car and then big baby end up you know taking it from there and then driving off with the car and uh but they had a tracking system in the in the car and they <laughs> caught him like right down the street that's crazy man you know donkey of the day donkey of the day because instead of just paying what it is that he owed for the car now he had to pay thirty thousand, which would be three thousand i guess as far as the bond but that's still something that he's gonna owe if he's found guilty you know what i'm saying so you go from whatever it is that you have to pay in order to get the car back. You know, you and now you got an additional, you know, thirty thousand that you might have to pay at the very least. You that's know, almost a whole nother Dodge Ram right there. <laughs> right. So that's crazy, man. You got to make better decisions, big baby. That's all. I'm gonna leave it at there. <laughs> um, as far as this right here, you know, there's a vacant IBF title. I think it's uh, Jai Opataya. He. Um, was forced to vacate his IBF belt. And so it's looking like uh, Maurice uh, Bredis and Zerto Ramirez are going to fight for that vacant IBF belt. Um, what are your thoughts on, on a potential matchup between Bredis and Ramirez? Uh, I think it's a, it's a crossroad fight for most because Bredis can be looked at as being a little bit on the downside. He's had a full career. Um, always been kind of at the top of the list even in his losses you know he's still been on, on top of that cruiserweight you know list uh, then you got ramirez who's just moving up he's trying to rebuild himself after that loss to uh vivo um so it's, it's kind of a crossroad fight because this would determine is ramirez just always been a hype job i mean really and he's kind of in a tough position because also he's moving up, so he doesn't have those size advantages that he had at his previous weights where he was just so much bigger than everybody. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, sink or swim from now on, you know, from here. And uh, I'm trying to think of, of – of, I'm trying to really look at Zerto's resume. And I mean – and, and see where Bradis will fall in that. And I think Bradis would probably be top five opponents, of, of probably top oh, three. Oh, for sure. Because it's like Bivol is probably maybe another one other person, but there's nobody else that can really figure that's like, you know, other than Bivol. So this fight will be, I, I do think it's going to be a good fight, an interesting fight for for him. Um, and it's, it'll see exactly where he's at. And really, to be honest, I think Bradis is more experienced and, and proved more at cruiserweight at this point. So it's just how much Bradis has left has left at this point, and that's the question. So I don't know. It's it's a 50-50 fight for me. 
if Brady's still as great as then, I, I think Brady's going to win, you know. But that's yet to be determined. He, he suffered uh, a, a, a tough defeat against Obataya. Obataya's not to play with. Yeah, he's been old, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the only thing. He's he, in his late 30s. So, you know, but we'll see. You know, um, I, I don't know if Ramirez has done enough at Cruiserweight to deserve, deserve an opportunity to fight for a vacant, vacant belt. You know, but his it's name about the money, man. He's popular. <laughs> yeah, he's he's popular enough, especially as far as the cruiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 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 chances are, if it's a close fight, they're gonna give it to him. And guess what? He's gonna fight up a tie next, <laughs> and then he's gonna get a real rude awakening. <laughs> nah, he better stay away from that one. Nah, they're gonna they gonna do it, man. They will cash him out. <laughs> I mean, that's what you say. I, you know, I was just trying to get my perspective. <laughs> you said we, we'll go ahead and go with that, you know. Um, also, uh, Jose Ramirez, he finds a new home at Golden Boy, you know, after top rank departure. I just want to throw that out there. There's no no thoughts or conversation about that. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. But if he's still at 140, there's a lot of fights there for him um, at 140 for sure. You know, I haven't heard from Jose in a minute, you know. It's going to be him and Ryan Garcia. They, they got, eventually, they're going to throw me there and Ryan Garcia at the point. I see yeah, it. See. Any other final thoughts, man? I know you want to touch on the um, the Chavez and Chavez. <laughs> what no, anyway, I, I, it's something that I heard about. It, it was some back and forth. Uh, it was interesting because I didn't know Chavez Sr. actually did social media or Twitter or anything like that. So Junior made some you know, unflattering comments about senior talking about their history and, you know, he used to, you know, how he used to act when he was younger against, you know, junior's mother. And, and then senior made some comments about, well, he'd been continuously making comments about junior not being um, dedicated and being soft and those things. Um, it's funny because, in, in that situation, I mean, it's a personal situation. I don't want to get too much into it. It's just news, but you are you said enough, sir. You already yeah, told but 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 I don't. I'm not going to take sides because it's just both could be right in what they said. That's the funny part. Both could be 100 right in, in in their accusation. So hopefully they work it out because because hey, you only got one father, man. You only got one. Well, you know, as they say, you never get a little too old to, to catch these hands now. <laughs> That's true. But I still, I would bet on Chavez Senior. You know, make Junior quit. Maybe they should do an exhibition. How about an exhibition fight? Junior versus Senior. Yeah, any other thing that you want to touch on before we wrap this one up? Hey, it's about the money, man. It brings money. It brings eyes. You put butts and seats. That's what we're about, right? Butts and seats, right? Eyes on the view, getting views, right? That's what it's about. Okay, sir. I'm just asking, man. I'm just saying, is there anything else? Because you <laughs> all of this, uh, you know, we're not trying, we're not, we're not trying to turn this into like um a reality reality TV, you know. No Shay Shay. <laughs> yeah, we, we we try to keep it all, you know, objective and all that. <laughs> but any other thoughts, you know? No, sir. No, sir. Okay, okay. I'm going to let you go ahead and close us out, Bill. Today was your episode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but thank you, everybody, man. You know, check us out on all social media platforms. Uh, this episode probably dropped on a Tuesday, so check for us every single Tuesday. So, Appreciate you, Bill. Yeah. yeah, hopefully everybody have a great week. On that note, we out.
Peace. Peace.